Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Braun, and we're joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend. He's back from his holiday around the world. It's the one, the only, Pete Donaldson, the fifth. How you doing, Pete? How you getting on? Around the trip? world. I, ju- I just found the hottest <laughs> part of Europe uh, it, for a little a little cheeky early October holiday, uh, and I'm back, and I'm sunburnt. <laughs> yeah, when, when uh, Pete, I can see Pete on the uh, on the screen, I mm. thought something was wrong with his camera, but you've actually just got a formidable tan. I thought there was some sort a of formidable. white balance issue. Well, well it's probably a little tan. bit there. You're practically red. It's like a strawberry. I mean, they usually... They usually call me Mr. White Balance because uh, my skin is usually so <laughs> very Irish, very white. Um, but yeah, no, I had a good time. And Went not because to of his white supremacy of... views. <laughs> <laughs> that is between me and my signal uh, forum. Of my uh, What are the kids go on now? Discord. That is for my Discord forum. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, went to a lot of uh, water parks. Did some parasailing, Chris. Have you ever been parasailing oh, wow. before? What is parasailing? Is that the one where you have like a parachute and it the, the, the boat goes along fast and you fly yes. in the air, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've never done I it. I have – if you – you have done it. I haven't done it, but I remember right. I went to Okinawa once and uh, I mm. saw Jun from Rachel and Jun. He did it. Mm. And, he, mm. and after he landed, he said that it was the most fun he'd ever had and he didn't stop mm. smiling for like the whole week. So it must Honestly, have been good. It must be fun, right? Well, Honestly, Chris, I was expecting, because I'd been to uh, a water park, the Siam Water Park on Tenerife. Uh, not a place mm, I've been, mm. been before, never been to Tenerife before. I'm not a big kind of beachy holiday guy. I lack of the cities. But, um, and <laughs> it was really good. And I went to uh, the, the water park and it was very high octane. And I think I did too many extreme rides because I needed to sit down after a day of, of going on these big uh, slalom rides and stuff. I was like, oh my God, I feel ill because uh, I'm getting on a bit now. Um, but I thought this was going to be another like absolute scary, heart in the mouth, adrenaline filled, uh, adrenaline soaked experience. But what actually happened was mm. we went up and it was just the most chill experience I've like had in years. It was absolutely lovely. Tranquil. 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 It was brilliant. How, I, how do you I, I would recommend I would recommend I think it's about 40, 50 feet. Um Jesus. I would recommend anybody seeing you know, you're if you're ever in Okinawa again and you see some people on the old parasailing, I cannot recommend it enough. It is not scary, it is not worrying, uh it didn't make me 
S my P's, so to speak. Uh, uh, but it was it was just just the most tranquil, wonderful experience I've had in a very long time, and I want to do it again. There must be somewhere you could do it in the UK. Like you can pop down to Brighton on the weekends, or go just, down the River Thames do and do the, it. Just do it on the estuary, mate. Out just down the road. <laughs> Someone must be doing it. It was great. So if you ever get the chance, do it. Is my only advice. Did you manage to sort of switch off completely? Like, I know you're a busy man. You've got 458 podcasts. You do every week. We're able to sort of just mm. switch it all off and enjoy sitting on a beach and enjoy going parasailing. I, uh, for the first things. week, didn't look, barely looked at my phone, to be honest, uh, apart Very from good. to uh, upload uh, to a Prodigy Band podcast with the excellent <laughs> uh, charisma bomb that is uh, Pete. Wow, what a life that man's had in Japan. Incredible. <laughs> You'll have to get him on the podcast again soon, but he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I managed to switch off. Read, read, I think I read four books in the end, and it was, and two, two were... Okay, uh, some John Nesbo nonsense, uh, which I've never. I, I'm not a big reader. I read on holiday, and that's it. Um, it John Nesbo, like a kind of uh, like a Norwegian or, or Swedish writer, um, mm. that was on the front page of the Kindle. I was like, right, I'm not even going to think about. I'm not even going. I'm not tr- going to try and be clever. I'm not going to try and get something uh, interesting about politics or like a, a, a really weighty tome. I just went. I just want some silly nonsense that looks like silly nonsense and it was silly nonsense <laughs> i read two of those fuckers and then i read uh like a, the guy the bloke who wrote tuesday tuesdays with maury i read one of his books and then i read uh that was abandoned in the little um hotel library uh a man called james patterson um now you've probably uh, never yeah, read I've, a james I know of him. have you yeah he crime detective is stories yeah yeah, he's not a good writer. <laughs> he's I am I am no culture vulture, Chris, but I was astonished that that rot was committed to paper. I'm sorry if ever anyone out there Ouch. is a fan. Uh, maybe English is your second language and it's easier to follow. But good God, that man is stealing a living. And but he, good God, he is writing a lot of a lot of books. He's just he writes about ten a year. It seems he's the richest writer in the mm. world. And I was like, who's Jesus. this guy? This guy's this guy's incredibly. He's one of the most famous men. He co-wrote a book with Bill Clinton. This crime novel I wrote, read was absolute trash. There you go. Aren't There's they all set review. in Brighton or something? Aren't they all set in Brighton? Am I getting that mixed Ooh, up? Oh, I with don't know. Else? Oh, I, 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 I do know quite a few people that follow his books though and, and love him a lot but mm. I've never really got into it like, maybe I just got, I got on one holiday, where he just had a stinker he just had an absolute you know maybe you got sometimes the bad we one. do sometimes we do a podcast and we, I'd sort of come off the back of it and I go oh I did, I did not cover myself in glory there but maybe James Patterson just occasionally writes a book that is a stinker that he, he there's one bit where he goes um <laughs> My his son's been imprisoned because of drugs, right? And right, he's right. a hard nosed, hard boiled New York detective, and he says. Uh, oh, it it really hurt me physically and emotionally that my son was in prison. <laughs> Like, talk about those emotions, then. <laughs> Give me something, James. This is a nonsense. How are you getting away with this? Oh, uh, some might become a crime writer. I've decided. <laughs> Well, it's a bit like Dan Brown, isn't it? Like Dan Brown was one of the best-selling novels write. of the 2000s. I'm, I'm fairly certain he can write, he can write though, can't he? He's all right, but his sentences are very simplistic as well. It's like right, the big okay. man looked at the bag on the large table. 
and it's like <laughs> very simple. And every there's just a cliffhanger in every sentence. But you know, yeah. I don't read a lot of fiction. I uh, no. I, when I go on holiday, I read like really horrible, menacing books, like a hundred ways to make a million dollars or forty eight oh. rules of power. I should be reading Chris. more fiction, though. I should read more fiction. <laughs> the art James of James Patterson. The Art of War, Sun Tzu, sitting on a beach. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you yeah. let your hair down. I'm glad you got a mega tan. No more holidays. Megatan. No more holidays ever again. Megatan. No, sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm back. I, uh, I wish I could say I did something as good. All I did was go to some more bloody love hotels with Connor and did another oh, yes. wacky weekend. We went to Osaka and uh, we went to like five or six love hotels. I don't know what is with Connor and love hotels. I'm like, let's go and, you know, feel some culture, some like old temples, some food. And like, oh, man, we're going to love hotels. <laughs> so we went to see some bloody love hotels and we got turned down from two uh, mm. for being two guys, even though it's illegal. So I don't know what was going on mm. there. I wish I could go back in time uh, and, and approach the guy who stopped us from going up to our room. I wish I could sort of say, wait a minute. Because he said, two guys, damn it. Like, two guys, no, you can't go in. Hmm. I wish I could have said something like, no, but that's illegal. You can't break the law. Big man now on the podcast, because you knew full well that it was illegal. But when you got in there, (laughs) in the dirty little sordid grief hall, you were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, sorry, sir. You won't let me in. Uh, I watched uh, those um, th- that video on a plane, and my partner's never really watched a lot of your input I, output. Rather, uh, I have to say, she, she dipped in here and there, but um, but I uh, downloaded that for, for 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 viewing on the flight home. Uh, so we both watched you um, dicking about oh, in a, in love hotels, picking up uh, vibrators and thinking that they're karaoke microphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty long video as well. It's like forty five minutes. It's massive. Of that. It's an absolute Awful. chunker. <laughs> awful no more wacky weekends i had a another video a few people have sent me a video the last few days and it's of uh somebody watching a car crash happen or some sort of car accident i think in america mm. and while they're watching it they're listening to the abroad in japan podcast so you can hear, like, <laughs> <laughs> i think i sent it to you right you can hear like yeah us chatting and this person in the car's like oh my god what are they doing like while watching <laughs> someone just smash into a tree it's pretty good. Only now do I appreciate the power and the reach of the Abroad Japan podcast. That's what it takes, watching shall random I, um, videos like that. Shall I stick a little clip in now? Because it's our, it's our footage, so we can use it. I'll stick in a, footage, a little bit it. of footage now. This is, this is what it sounds like. Me and Chris in someone's car while they're witnessing a car crash. One of Japan's biggest celebrities is Naomi Watanabe. She's a comedian. Jesus. She has all sorts of stuff. She's pretty funny. and um, But she's sort of a plus-size model. And that's where the problem lies here because uh, Sasaki... Weird. Absolutely bizarre. Chris, this actually, weirdly, happened to me before when I was on Absolute Radio. Uh, mm. Somebody sent me... <laughs> somebody sent me and my colleagues a video, an amateur porn video of two oh, people uh, getting up to some good and some no good uh, in very graphic um, glistening detail. Oh, no. And, um, and uh, quite hilariously, I was in the background doing a sell oh. for um, the Nora Peak Guarantee. <laughs> I was going, we are the home <laughs> of the Nora Peak Guarantee. But they were very much repeating their actions uh, until climax. But I was in the background. What, what an, what the, uh, if you can imagine the least sexy thing that could be on your fucking radio is my voice telling you oh, about a commercial radio station's no repeat guarantee i mean it's pretty hot stuff <laughs> in it 
the next time I go to a love hotel with Connor, we're going to put that on the background, <laughs> a Pete Donaldson episode on the background to get us in the mood. Oh, God. So many Sexy. things wrong with that. Let's dive, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's dive in to the story of the week. We've got one here from Scott from Down Under, Tasmania. Uh, hey, Chris, Pete, Scott here from Tasmania, Australia. I thought I would share a story of the Japanese service culture that I experienced several years ago when I was on one of my annual business trips to Japan. As I oh. normally do, I bought a Japan Rail Pass, which at the time was treated like cash, made of paper, and non-refundable if it was lost. When I was staying in Kyoto, the pass was in my trousers that I accidentally put through the wash oh dear it (laughs) turned into hundreds of pieces of mush having only just started my two-week trip i really needed this damn pass riddled with worry i headed to kyoto station with my japanese friend to see what we could be what could be done the young service girl didn't know what to do um so she took it to her supervisor and after half an hour he came out uh, and apologized he explained that technically as i didn't lose the pass he didn't know what to do and that he had to speak to his manager to find out what could be done. As it was a Sunday, his manager was not working, and he was asked, uh, and he asked if it was possible to come back the next day. The next morning, I went in only to find that one of their staff members had painstakingly put it back together again, piece by wow. piece, like an unsolvable jigsaw puzzle. They'd laminated it and restamped <laughs> it, and it was good to go. I figured it's safe <laughs> to share this story after many years now, as the rail passes are digital. No one else can have the same expectations. Uh, lovely work, guys. All the best. Scott from Australia. Now that is one of the most impressive Japan service quality stories I think we've ever had. Like imagine that uh, someone just sitting there all night long, sticking it back together, a pass, and then laminating it so the crazy gaijin doesn't wash it again in his trousers. What do you reckon, Pete? <laughs> Scott, are I you mean, impressed? Like, I want to see this mushy rail pass. I want to see a picture. You have to tweet it in or send it in. They, the thing about those rail passes are is that they the amount of use you get out them out of them uh, two three weeks long. Mm, um, mm. They need to be more rugged. They need to be a little bit more rugged. There's a bit of plastic on there, but it's mainly just cardboard. And there's like a there's like a, a train uh, ticket in there, and then it's laminated mm. on top. Basically, it's so weird that they're in that format. That weird kind of like cardboard folder that has a lot of information on there, but it really doesn't need to be like that. And it, it, it I mean, he says that it's uh, now digital. Is it now digital? Because I used, did I use one I last holiday? Don't know. I don't No, I don't think. I, I feel think like it's it... still paper. To be be honest i think it is still paper rather yeah. worryingly like i think you do get a little booklet with tickets in but maybe you get like a mm. digital certificate as well but no i think it's still yeah. paper so just don't put it in your trousers and wash them don't put it that. in your trousers and wash it for how big is your po- how big are your pockets i'm thinking big cargo pants big cargo <laughs> trousers oh wonderful that's a nice story though that's that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing Smashing. i just feel sorry for the manager i uh there you go i i think we we recommend the Japan Rail Pass, right? I, I've never got it, right? Mm. I can't get it. Well, mm. I think I can now. I think there's a new one mm. that uh, foreigners living in Japan can actually get, which is a godsend because you save a lot of money. But you've used mm. it like every time you've come to Japan, right? You've got it every Pretty time without every fail, time. Right? May have treated myself to the uh, upper class, uh, first class, green class uh, version of it a yes, couple of times as well. <clears throat> the, no, no, um, no. I think. It wasn't green class, Pete. It was grand class. It was one level above business class. Oh, no. The top of the the peak rail travel. No, you see, now now the grand class, you can't um, get any discounts from from using your rail pass, can you? You have to. Um, oh, I, I don't true. think I got even got. A, you just got to buy the ticket uh, completely, completely uh, yourself. Um, but I think 
with, with those kind with those kind of passes, they are very very useful. But um, if you do have a if you do want a seat reservation, you do have to go and get a ticket anyway. But you don't. It doesn't obviously doesn't cost you any money. But what I like about this new kind of like uh, it's not really foreigner, is it? Because you're a resident. You've got a visa. You live there. Um, you're allowed to now get yourself your own kind of like visitors pass a little bit. It's just another thing to sort mm. of say. Look. You can get this pass, and yes, you're going to save a lot of money, but it does remind you that you are not from here. <laughs> it's like just more, <laughs> you're not from here. Mm, not from here. <laughs> Rubbing it in. But now, it in. now, of course, next time you come, you can drive. No more rail passes for you, right? You're going to yeah. drive around exclusively from top to bottom around the country in your new car. How long? So I know that it's like, it's like two and a half hours to get from Tokyo to Osaka. How long would that take to drive, Chris? Oh, I want to say seven, seven hours, maybe wow. six, seven hours. I don't, I don't know how fast you drive. To be honest, I don't know what are you a fast driver <laughs> fast or are you, I drive. You're taking it carefully. No, well, I've, I've only just replaced pace. my um, my paper pass for my uh, for, for for my um, like what do you call it? Like a little plastic card, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, and they've not sent me one yet, so I'm scared I might be banned from driving. Oh, and I don't God. know about it. I've had Band a few already. fraught, fraught episodes on the roads <laughs> the past few weeks. <laughs> but I mean, like, you wouldn't want to do a straight shot from Tokyo to Osaka. But what you would do is like drive mm. from Tokyo yes. to Mount Fuji, Mount Fuji to mm. Takayama, then Takayama yes. onto Kyoto, and that's the way to do it, right? That kind of like sense, Journey Across yeah. Japan too, but in reverse, I guess, because we did this. Yes. We went from Tokyo and did a big circle. But like, mm. yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun, though. I think. If you drive, you can really see bits of Japan that you just would not see when you go on the train. No. And have a lot more fun Definitely. and have adventures and crash and mm. get caught for speed. And crash. Cool, well, yeah. there's there's some prefectures, right, where they're like really bad at uh, catching you out if you go like five, six, seven kilometers over the speed limit. Like one of them is uh, Akita Prefecture. Whenever I used to right. drive through Akita on my way back from seeing Natsuki, or if I, was, mm. if I was passing through Akita, he would always warn me, like, watch out for the police. And I was like, Don't, what are you on about, Natsuki? You're exaggerating. But you'd see them. They're literally everywhere, just waiting at the side of the road to pounce on you. The, the police right. in Akita Prefecture probably don't have a lot to do, apart from mm. look at a tree and keep bears away from the people. So I guess that's what they spend their time doing, catching people out. So, yeah, some prefectures are way worse than others at uh, catching you out. So just be careful, lest right. you get screwed. Oh. Not that it will matter anyway, because <laughs> you don't live here. What, what's the worst no, that can happen? Exactly. Get what's a point on your happen? imaginary license, your imaginary <laughs> Japanese driver's license. Chase me. Chase me, guys. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be it. <laughs> police chase across Japan with Pete Donaldson. Yeah. Very short-lived yeah, police chase, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Ending face down in a rice field. We've got a story this week <laughs> with uh, Princess Mako. He's been in the news a fair bit. Um, Princess Mako is the, the niece of Emperor Naruhito, and she's been a lot of scandal over the years. Um, I, I'm learning a lot about the royal family in Japan because it's it, hmm. you don't really hear about it that much outside Japan, really. And it's... You know, it's the longest-running imperial family in the world. It's uh, it's way longer mm. than the British royal family, and it's seen as kind of like they're seen as the descendants of of the gods of uh, God and whatnot. But uh, the uh, Princess Mako is the is the niece, and uh, she's turned down a dowry of one point three million dollars from her soon-to-be husband, uh, Ke Komuro. Uh, apparently, when a a female in the royal family marries a commoner, they're basically thrown out of the royal family. They're no longer uh, sort of a member of the royal right. family. And so they're given a dowry of a million 
sort of dollars to to sort of buy them out off. as it were <laughs> yeah effectively wow. um, and she's actually going to move to the united states and move to new york i think she's already there right now but mm. uh, her and her kind of fiance her and uh uh commodore have been on sort of the news a lot over the years he's not a popular figure uh, i think mm. maybe four or five years ago when they announced their marriage it turned out it transpired that uh commodore sans commodore sans mother owed something like twenty nine or thirty thousand dollars to some sort of uh, I think some sort of back taxes. And this created a sort of scandal. Mm. Like, oh my God, uh, one of the few key members of the royal family is gonna marry a guy who's owes lots of money. And so it kind of <laughs> ruined his image. But rather than sort of leave him and sort of abandon this marriage, she's actually carried on because it's it must be true love. And mm. um and she's sort of lost a lot of popularity for that and been scrutinized and had sort of PTSD from it. And it's it's quite a, it's a dark side, you know, as we've had mm. with the royal family in the UK as well. I mean, the UK, yeah. uh, as we know, is often scrutinized in the media. Um, but it's uh, a bit Meghan Markle, I don't know, it, I suppose, them leaving, going to the US. We're going to do TikToks bit, yeah, and podcasts yeah. and stuff. It is a bit, although unlike Meghan Markle, I imagine Princess Markle will sort of disappear off the radar completely compared to Harry and Meghan, yeah. who have gone full throttle into the public eye. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's not that's pretty much the news story on that front, that uh, Princess Markle <laughs> will be leaving the royal family, that she's turned down the payment, um, and also that Keir Komoro, the guy she's going to marry, uh, is also scrutinised for having a ponytail recently, because having a ponytail... Oh looks radical and naughty and you shouldn't have a ponytail naughty. apparently very naughty it's very bad but yeah i don't know i i when i read about these royal families both the uk and japan a part of me is like is it time to just not have them isn't it just, time just to just get rid of them it. i'm always give in two minds it. about it you you're not big on the royal family in the uk are you if I'm not mistaken. Um, what, me personally? Or kind of, yeah, I've, I've never yeah, been a, yeah. a, a massive royalist. I, you know, it, it's, 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 they're interesting uh, as far as uh, as they go. But um, they they obviously, because of their, um, I guess, the separation of church and state and, and the mm. royal family and state. And, and you, you, you know, Prince Charles got in trouble for writing all his letters back in the day uh, to, you know, influence um, politics, so, so-called. But um, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to sort of comment on anything uh, important and they can't really veto anything anymore. So they're, they're a little bit toothless and a little bit irrelevant. So they've kind of bought their own irrelevancy, really, by hanging on to um, the, the money that they've got. I think I mean I think this this scandal over here with Princess Macor pales in comparison to the sort of situation with Prince Andrew and all that mm. business going on mm. back home. Like this seems almost farcical in comparison. Um, oh yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that I'm, one uh, pans out. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Princess Macor's able to <clears throat> sort of get away and uh, still marry the guy that she loves. Like at the heart of it all, it's kind of a romantic story about two people that just want to marry. And uh, how difficult that can be when you're born into a member of the royal family, but mm. uh, I, uh, yeah, I, this I think this sort of feels, yeah, pales in comparison to the Prince Andrew situation, which uh, I have just tried to give up following because it's just so depressing. But royal families, there you go. Anything to add on this, Pete? Who'll have them? Royal family. <laughs> families, you can't pick them. <laughs> Royal families, can't pick them. <laughs> it's the key takeaway. Take we'll be back yeah, in a moment exactly. with the fax machine. Your questions. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we're back with the Fax Machine. What do we got this week in the Fax Machine, Mr. Dolson? We got a message from George Caballo, or Caballo maybe? I don't know. Either way, hello from Philadelphia. Chris and Pete. Uh, my question is about Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character in Netflix's Kate. Throughout the movie, she speaks Japanese <laughs> with a distinct American accent. My Mexican and Filipino relatives are quick to mimic my American accent whenever I uh, speak Spanish or Tagalog. Is that Tagalog? Tagalog? I don't know. I don't, Tagalog, I don't know yeah. Filipino either. It's Tagalog. Um, do your Japanese friends ever playfully mock your English accent? I would like to know what to expect when I travel to Japan because your videos have convinced me to visit someday. Best regards, George. I'm now going to say Cabello because I don't know. <laughs> Mexican relative. Have you seen, have you seen Cabello? Have you seen the trailer for this film, Kate, on Netflix? <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen the reviews that aren't wholly positive, but I did just watch, uh, before we started, a video of her having a scrap in a kitchen with me, Harvey, a bloke I've interviewed once. Oh, uh, your favourite. You bloody love me, Harvey. My I mean, favourite. The trailer for this film looks so... I don't like to judge a book by its cover, though I definitely <laughs> do, but the trailer for the, this film, Kate, looks absolutely dreadful. Um mm. But that's all I'll say. I haven't watched it, and I don't intend to. Uh, Riotto definitely does mock the whole English accent a lot of the time. Um, mm. Whenever he sees someone who's new to Japan studying Japanese, he'll like uh, he'll often mock the accent. He'll be like, "Watashi no namai wa Riotto desh," <laughs> and he loves it. He fucking loves it. Um, so he does it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it a lot. But uh, I kind of want to watch the movie now just to see the character do Japanese with a distinct American accent. 
Mm, but yeah, uh, there's nothing in the trailers because it's. I presume it's silly. <laughs> it probably, yeah, probably. But I mean, it's, it's no easy silly. feat to learn Japanese. I'm no. impressed with any actor who can pick it up in a short space of time. Like mm. uh, I think oh, I can't remember the name of the guy who's in Tokyo Vice. This uh, TV series coming up on HBO Max with Ken Watanabe, and he's the guy mm. from Baby Driver. Does that ring any bells? Oh, what the boy, the little boy, yeah, the boy, the baby driver. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, know who that the man baby was. Driver. He was in one film, and I've not thought about that man since that film ended. To be quite frank, he. I mean, I think he's had to learn Japanese for this role because he's coming right. out in this big series where he's he plays a detective. Uh, well, plays journalist Jake Adelstein, real actual person. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, book. I, I. I'm always, it's a fair point to anyone who picks up Japanese for TV or film. Like, it's a massive undertaking. It takes years to master. So, hmm. fair play. Uh, we've got one from James from Nottinghamshire. Uh, shout out to, oh, no, it's me. Hi, Chris and Pete. I'm emailing because, <laughs> like many people who email in, I'm hoping to travel to Japan hopefully next year. I love motorbikes. And with the Japanese motorbikes of Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha, and Kawasaki being very highly respected motorbikes, I was wondering if there is much of a biking culture in Japan, as I would like to rent a bike and do some riding for a few days part of my trip. Uh, all the best, guys. James from Nottinghamshire. I would. I, I mean, my good friend Yuki, who you've met, and know and love mm. Yuki the businessman. He always posts these amazing photos on Instagram where he's like riding his bike through the mountains or riding it down the the Sea of Japan coastline. And I have to mm. say, it does look pretty damn epic. Like, yeah. I think Japan would be an amazing place to grab a motorbike and just go off into the mountains because uh, mm. there are so many like sneaky, quiet, peaceful countryside roads and places to explore. Mm. Particularly like Hokkaido, that'd be pretty amazing to go over. Um, and, and, and other than that, though, my, my knowledge that, is limited on the biking yeah, front. You, you sort of get the feeling that there's that the roads are so good uh, in Japan, pretty much everywhere. Mm, the infrastructure mm. is so great that you, it would be That's a true. beautiful driving experience because everything's stunning, everything's amazing, and the roads are great. You're probably not going to fall off. Um, the, 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 the drivers <laughs> are a little bit more conscientious out there. And uh, yeah, I, I know a couple yeah. of people actually who have spent a lot, who are really into the biking scene out there. And it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, it's incredibly popular, isn't it? Remember that, um, that guy who uh, was pretending to be a, a lovely long haired lady uh, for the, for the likes, for the hits. For the heat, uh, a long time. It was about six months ago we did the story on the Brown Japan podcast where right. a guy, there was this really popular biking lady who was traveling the length and breadth of Japan uh, and she was uh, this beautiful, like long-haired, uh, sexy biker lady uh, mm. and no one could figure out where she was from, where she'd come from, who she was, but she was just, you know, she was an internet celebrity. She had, you know, hundreds of thousands of, um, of, of followers on Instagram and stuff. Very romantic, beautiful uh, lady. Uh, and it turns out it was just a bloke with a face app <laughs> changing <laughs> the face. Oh, yeah, it was great. Vaguely, Remember, yeah. he was like 50. He was like, he was like in his 50s and he was kind of cosplaying as a, as like remember, a 25 yeah. year old biking chick. It was brilliant. What a lad. What was his motivation again? Do you remember? Was it he wanted to create I don't know. The I don't know. I think he just, wanted to yeah, be. I don't know. Or he just, wanted yeah, to just, know. You know. It's like, like playing a video game, isn't it? Just, just be, be the person you want to be for a bit. I'm loving it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I think, if anything, it tells us how far bloody apps have come at morphing people's faces. Like, I remember yeah, that, like a year ago. Remember that app where everyone made their face look old? I think it was like two years yes. ago now, actually. 
And it worked <laughs> so well that I could trick people and be like, this is my dad. And it was just me on a face app. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned out it was owned by some Russian company and everyone got very scared and left the app very quickly because it looked like it was a part of the Russian government or something. If you're that bothered, just don't use the internet ever. That's what I always think. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They've got access to my pictures. Oh, God. It's not like you upload them to Instagram every fucking day. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Very script true. that off the internet, can you? Good God. <laughs> we got one last uh, one last question from John from Melbourne. Uh, I, I finally got round to pronouncing Melbourne correctly. I used to say Melbourne. Melbourne. Now I say Melbourne. Melbourne. I, Chris, Melbourne. and Ikemen Pete. Oh, Pete, do you know what Ikemen mm. means? Ikemen. Oh, Ikemen. is it number one sexy guy? <laughs> it is, yeah. Well done. Ikemen. Yeah? Okay. When, when I worked in school, girls would just say that and mutter it under their breath as they walk past me. And I was really uncomfortable and weirded out by it uh, once I learned what it meant. Uh, My question to you guys is, if you had the opportunity to do the Journey Across Japan series in another country, where you would love to explore, assuming we have cleared the other side of the pandemic, where would you go? Keep it the fantastic work. And on behalf of your listeners, a very big arigato gozaimasu. John from Melbourne, Australia. Where would you go, Pete? If you could have a – if you could steal the Journey Across Japan brand – where I would then mm. sue you to a great extent. Uh, if you could steal the Journey Across Japan brand and journey across somewhere in the world in a yeah. six or seven part series, which country, where would you go? Starto, go. Um, Let's know. Well, I mean, parting and putting aside for, for a moment the fact that uh, I know what your admin's like and I'm almost certain you haven't um, uh, trademarked that. So, <laughs> so I don't think I'd be in <laughs> no. any trouble, to be quite frank. Um, I would go to uh, the, little, the little bit of... Uh, I would like to do Kyushu again. Like, uh, get on a motorbike, get on a car, just drive around Kyushu, going from little village to little village. It's warmer. It's pleasant. Everyone's lovely. The food is excellent. Yeah, I'd just rock around there, to be honest, and do some surfing or something. Surfing? <laughs> can you, you can't surf, surfing. can surfing. Nope. But I did buy myself <laughs> a lilo uh, and floated That's not around. surfing. I did, I did buy myself a lilo, and I was like, this is basically surfing, isn't it? It's lying oh on a lilo. Oh, God. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be like me jumping on a fucking trampoline and then claiming I'm an astronaut. Ridiculous. Correct. I, Correct. I, uh, I think I would do a journey across Europe, to be honest, uh, because in mm. Europe, you've got all these different cultures, you've got loads of fun. You could drop, you know, you could go through France, Italy, Spain, Germany. That would be a really mm. epic trip. And I've, mm. I've really, I really wanted to go around Europe this year in an alternate reality where planes and travel and things were easy. But we're still not there <laughs> yet. But maybe next year. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Brawn Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days to all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you again in the next few days to all over again here on the Brawn Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Peace. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.